541 of the Pop Culture Roundtable, the podcast that's never too old to be young at heart. In this episode, we talk about Pal World, Die, and Disney Cruise Line. I'm Andrew Sale. I'm Lauren Rubin. I'm Patrick Hill. So grab Patrick's grandma and hop on your penny farthing because it's time to head down to another episode. She would love it, but Haskell wouldn't be thrilled. off every episode by going around the table which is where we talk about things that are new fun and noteworthy about our weeks lauren have you been doing anything new fun or noteworthy this week kind of i've mostly been just getting ready to move uh painting my new house and stuff but i have some stuff from last week that i didn't talk about and i caught up on a couple things while we were stuck inside during the freeze. So first of all, um, I want to talk about these really cool pins that I got. Um, so I couldn't share these for a while because one of them is part of my Secret Santa's gift as well. But um, I got these really cool like D&D class pins from Paola's Pixels. Um, and I'll have a link in the show notes. And so this one is the fighter pin. There's a bunch of different ones that I got. Thank you so much. These are really nice pins. Uh, they're a little bigger than I expected, but that's okay because they have lots and lots of nice details. I also got a bard pin and artificer because these are all the classes i'm playing this year so i thought this would be fun um, they're almost shaped I, like uh banners right yeah like they the, are like and the- they're kind of meant to go together and you can kind of have uh they have a lot of like cool kind of pins that go together for different D yeah. things it's really neat and i'm very 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 obsessed with like the way these pins are printed uh it's probably hard to see on camera but the way that they've done it is like they're all soft enamel so they can have the the like metal part be a color and then they've gone ahead and kind of faked a hard enamel by doing a like epoxy fill you can kind of see how shiny it is yeah. um on top of that and it just makes the colors like really pop and look really awesome and i'm just like yeah this is a genius idea i don't know like i haven't seen too many people doing that and it's it's very clever and it looks really really nice so um definitely like a cool pin technique to keep in when mind when i for say the banner i don't mean it is shaped like a it is your birthday banner I mean, it is shaped like a like a, a battle standard, like a, a yeah. yes, a, yes, yeah, um, like a biforked, a biforked, uh, like in Game of Thrones when wow. they carry in like the banners on a stick to like herald the army. That's what these look like, but they're yes, each for different D and D classes, and they have them for every single one. Um, and they have a bunch of other really cool D and D accessories, um, some pins, lots of like T shirts and um, notebooks and all kinds of stuff. So definitely gonna have this in the show notes. And if you're D and D person, they have. Um, probably something that you're going to want to be honest. Like I have like eyed the stuff on their shop for a long time and not bought anything. Um, but very happy with everything that I got. And I think that they do great stuff. So check it out. Um, a couple other things that I caught up on that you guys have brought up, um, is I watched the traders, the new season of traders. And I do agree that all the changes that they made are genius. I have like, I think, uh, 
two thirds of the last episode to catch up on. I couldn't quite finish them all before we recorded, but like episode man, four, you're talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah. That is I a just, fantastic episode. Yeah. It's really good. I think that the changes that they made are very smart. It makes it um, more fun to watch the show. Like the kind of the, there's more ways for the traitors to be exposed, which I felt like was really hard in the first season. I'm like, there's no way anyone could have figured this out almost like there's this time they have to do things that could expose them. And I think that was smart. Um, I think like, just a lot of things so far have been like really impressed with how they took a game that seemed like once they play it again, there might be like a lot of like too like the strategy might become too easy because the game is repetitive and like not at all. They've, they've really, really upped the game. I think they really chose well with the celebrities that they picked. Um, this time I think it's, it's all celebrities this time instead of doing the half and half like they did last time, which I also think was smart. Um, it doesn't divide the cast automatically in a weird sure. way. Um, I just hate group logic. It, it's not, this isn't unique. It is to funny traders. to watch like the first couple episodes where like, they just have to say someone's name and they're so far off and like, wow. But, and, but and even are, like the, if you're quiet, that means you're a traitor. But I then know. like, but then like next week, but you it's guys said be, that about me when we much, played the Wombat game. <laughs> well, that was different. But because, then, like, because we gonna, know you. <laughs> and once you go quiet, it's like, oh, well, she's hiding it something. Is, it is one thing if you know someone, but I'm saying I do like, think it, that that's, that's a great factor about the game is that everyone is strangers playing this because you don't have those usual tells because they're new people to you. Right. Um, and, and this isn't unique to traders. This is any reality show, but I find myself uh, infuriated to an unreason. I mean, really any level of infuriation is unreasonable, <laughs> but just unf- infuriated to an unreasonable degree about people's logic in these group settings, because it's just all like it's made up. There is no logic. Yeah. You do not have enough information. Um, but man, people get, they get, they like, get like so convinced. It's, it's yeah. really interesting to watch. And it's, it's especially funny. Cause like they chose a lot of Bravo people who like I've watched for a long time. And like, like Tamara is really funny on the show. I think cause that's she's their like, method I know of communication. Everything. Yeah. It's just screaming and yelling at people. Like, <laughs> I, th- I said this to McKenzie this week is that, so on a show like big brother, uh, if someone comes at you, like in terms of like, they write your name or whatever, mm-hmm a lot of times you respond in a diplomatic way in earlier seasons, people would yell, but I think especially in the later seasons, uh, everybody tends to realize that getting loud and yelling just digs a bigger hole. And so they remain very like kind and diplomatic and And we're going to be friends and calm. And then like with some of the Bravo stars, it seems like their default mode is attack all the time. Which is so kind of makes it fun clash, to have it in this because it sure, is. Sure, but it is when kind you of, really yeah, like, start seeing the difference from a, uh, especially uh, like, in again, like a four. big brother person and a non yeah. and a Bravo person, you really and it's, start it's seeing also like very difference. emotional reactions versus like strategic reactions. And like Tamara's someone who I would have like, when you told, like knew she was going to be on the show, never has like a strategic bone in her body. She's extremely reactive. I'm like, she will be great television, but not a good player. Like, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, without, without giving anything away for, for this season, uh, wait, you, how far are you in the I episode? watched, I watched all the first three episodes and I'm like halfway through four. I didn't get yeah, to so finish it. Yeah, so she hasn't it. even got to So the... she doesn't even know. You don't even know. She doesn't, I don't even, know. <laughs> she doesn't even know. <laughs> this, it becomes very apparent how differently the game players play, like the game players play. That's what they're called in the show is the gamers. And then you've got the, sure, like, yeah. you've got the Bravo people. Those are kind of the two sects of people. 
it becomes very clear how different the gamer people play versus the Bravo people at the end of that episode. It is a stark reality of like, oh, we don't play the same way. And you'll see yeah. and it's this was, it was hard to stop watching, but I just ran out of time. So let's like literally going to turn it on as soon as we're Te- done. <laughs> when we're done, when you're, when we'll you speed through this, it, don't worry. Text oh, yeah, us. Thank you. Thank you. Just text us in our thread and let us know your thoughts on how that episode ends. Yeah, okay? absolutely. We should have like a, a traders thread maybe in uh, Slack. That would be good. That would be. It would, it would be, be tough if people aren't caught up with spoilers. Right. We'll have to figure some way out to do it. But yeah, um, uh, great show though. I they really think all the changes they made this season were really smart and clever, and I can't wait to keep watching. Um, it's it's really good show. Um, and then speaking of really good shows that came back, uh, True Detective came back last week. Um, oh, and uh, Night Country has two episodes now. Um, man, it is off to a really good start. I'm going to just kind of put this out there in the ether that like everyone should check this out and be watching it. I don't want to like talk about it now and waste it. I want to wait till I have a master category. We can really dive into it some more and hopefully when there are some more episodes, but uh, really, really digging it so far. Um, it's it's a lot like more creepy and like horror, I think, than the other seasons have been so far. Um, yeah. It takes place like in Alaska during the like period where it's always night. And so this is it, mm. like the third day of night, things start getting real weird in this town of Ennis, Alaska. And it's it's Damn really, co- really, really compelling. Like I thought- What this, a the- band name. Third day's night. <laughs> and it's Alaska. Oh, my word. <laughs> mm. Well, yeah, Alaska, really, I guess. But anyway, yeah. But yeah, um, True Detective Night Country. It's on HBO. New episodes every Sunday. Um, really, really, really strong start. Uh, go check this one out. I, we'll definitely be talking about it uh, as it keeps coming out. It's really exciting to have this one back because it was really good. And only the second season is bad. So <laughs> it's such a good show. I mean, Alaska is an album by Between the Buried and Me. And it has a track called Selkie's The Endless Obsession. And I it goes like this. Track. That's <laughs> not at all how it goes. <laughs> I, uh, I super love it. So on True Detective, they're trying to figure out which detective is the real detective. It's like that uh, that Who's the Chef cooking show yes. where it's two amateurs. It's like the and reality show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's guess who, okay. <laughs> but with detectives. Yep. No, I guess I don't really. I, the name, I guess, just comes from like, they're like, it's like, that's the genre is like detective stories. I don't know. It has nothing to do with that. <laughs> okay. Are you done? Yes, Lauren? Yes. I was <laughs> sorry, I was debating if I wanted to talk about one more thing, but I am done. Um, I'm gonna okay. throw it to Andrew. Sorry about that. <laughs> all right. So um, I thought I'd I, gone deaf if I'm honest. I thought no, I, I just, just lost all I hearing. I thought not only did I lose my monitor, but I lost all my my audio. Like I'm running low broke. on sleep and I hit my head yesterday, so that's my oh, excuse. Okay. Well that means sure today. That means today I you should be ladder. you should be coming up with the flux capacitor. So only yeah, good things okay. are gonna come from here. Mm-hmm. Um, It'll I, come out of the bump in the back of my head. Why didn't you tell the story of you falling off a ladder? <laughs> like, that seems like buried it's the That's lead. all that happened. That's all no, that it's happened. That's not stupid. I would love to laugh at this. Go ahead. I would absolutely love to laugh at it. I've Patrick, been painting how my new house. Story. Uh, I I think I was on like the third step and I missed the next step and fell backwards, landed on a paint can and like crushed the paint can with my butt and then fell backwards and hit my head on the second ladder. That we how had. hard a is your butt? paint can? Good Lord, Janice. Yeah, it's like, like I really- I don't think I could do that. <laughs> if you fall on Patrick, it, it apparently Patrick, does a lot you've, of damage. You've taken out full <laughs> toilets, so I don't want to hear what your body can't it do. It was one toilet. Don't pluralize it. <laughs> I feel like it's only one toilet because you got caught. How many other toilets <laughs> have there been? <laughs> 
where would I even put them? <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, <sighs> man. It was only one, right? Mackenzie, have I broken two toilets? Answer in chat. All right. You just blacked out the other toilets. Maybe. Have you ever peed so hard that you broke through a urinal? Have you? No. <laughs> I have a story for offline. <laughs> I actually do have a story for offline that's about that. From I think the those honeymoon. are kidney stones. <laughs> yeah, I, sh- I plastered a kidney stone right through the porcelain. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> oh, okay. I feel like this would be like a superpower that just sucks. Like, yeah. you have no, like kidney blows. stones that work like bullets. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. I have a lot to share in my my master category because it's I'm talking about uh, Disney Cruise Line and just got back from one just got back for one for our honeymoon and I have a lot to show you. There's my desk is just cluttered with things to show, but I do want to show this as a follow up from our conversation the other day. I talked about how I grew up making pottery and all these different things and how I learned from my my um my private art teacher for all those years. Well, like. Two weeks later was the wedding and my sister came down for the wedding and she brought all of the stuff that my mom had been keeping that she was storing in the house. Is that the reason why or are these just two unrelated coincidental events? They're unrelated, completely unrelated. Oh, um, okay. So, that's I had totally worked out I, good. I had totally forgotten <laughs> that my sister had all my stuff and Becca didn't know any of that stuff when she when she scheduled the thing for my birthday. And so it just worked out. So anyway, I'm going to show you a couple of things. This is one that my um, my art teacher actually made. Um, mm-hmm. So this is a big bowl just to give a size comparison. It's, it's yeah. a large bowl, um, but beautiful. So if you're colors. listening, that yeah, wasn't really a size pretty. comparison, but Andrew could put it over his head. It like yeah, this could. is like a throne, like a hand thrown, um, like pottery pot. Yeah, but it's not. Yeah, yeah it's from. It's yeah. on a wheel. Um, it's got this beautiful, like light blue, dark blue, and brown glaze on it. And he has this. Um, so this was a spirit of life. This was a thing he actually made for my mom and dad. I think I've oh. shown you, Patrick, my spirit, my my spirit bowl that he gave to me. Um, years and years ago with it's got like a skull, like an actual bird skull tied to yeah, it. Yeah, I'm sure okay. that I have. Yeah. Anyway, so you're supposed to put like fond memories in here, like movie ticket stubs from, from date nights or whatever, like shells you find like when you're walking the beach, like you're supposed to kind of put things in there, but this is one that he made. And then this is another one of my favorites. I mean, I have now dozens, literally dozens of my pottery dozens um, in, the, in, a, in a box that's right down here. It yeah. weighs a hundred pounds, but here's one that I made that I thought was particularly fun. Whoa, um, look at this. So this is like a jar kind of thing. I don't even know how you would actively use it, but it's got this bead on it. Um, and if you can see inside, it's got this like turquoise and green and blue glaze on the inside. And then it has all these carvings down the side. It's a bulbous shape. Yeah, it's shaped then, like a loaf of round bread with a smaller loaf of round bread on top of it. Sure, if that's if that helps you. Have a you. bell shaped? Bell, yeah. It's like a bell that's like squished. It's like a bagel holding a stuffed donut. Yeah, sure. That's a great way of if that helps you visualize it. And the glaze, because I have these channels carved into it, the glaze kind of f- like finds these little rivers and um, goes down inside there, so it really pulls out these different. Um, these different colors. So anyway, this is a little bit of the pottery that I that I used to do, and um, uh, it's fun to have it all at the house. I hopefully we'll be able to get things unpacked here in the next couple of weeks and finally move in now that all the wedding stuff is done. Um, but thought I would share that stuff on air. Everything Very else cool. I have, 
to share is honeymoon related, which is Disney Cruise Line related. So I'm going to leave that for later. So sure. I'm going to hand the rest of my time over to you, Patrick. All right. I have a TV story. I had a TV like most of us TV. And this is a TV I've had for some time. It only matters for this story if yours experiences a sim- similar problem. But it was a Vizio P65, I think like a C1 model or something like that. And uh, it's been fine for eight years. And and then it started like half the screen would go pink randomly and it would reboot. And then uh, it went into like a boot loop. Um, and I, I unplugged it while I was in the boot loop. I plugged it back in. Nothing. Uh, uh, the light would kind of like within just the the quickest flash like flash real quick nothing no no screen no display nothing couldn't get it to boot up went through all the power cycle reset like button presses it was dead uh it was bad timing because the tv i wanted had been on sale the week before i was going to purchase it and this is the week of andrew's wedding and my wife was like no our tv hasn't died yet so then our tv died a week later and that tv was no longer on sale which was uh fine i got another tv Yes. I just didn't get the TV I wanted, and, and, and it's okay. I still got a great TV. That's that's not the point. Um, I just bought a TV I said I would never buy, and it turns out my morals end at $300. That's what I learned. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's the threshold, everybody. So at, so the TV's boxed up. That was like up. a the difference TV, between the TV that you wanted or? Yeah, the, okay. that I wanted and the one I got. My morals, uh, I, you, I can be bought for $300. Yeah. All right. So the TV that I had Writing was in down. a box <laughs> uh, in the garage, ready to be thrown away. And I started Googling like the P65 and I started Googling the the kind of pink screen issue. Tons of reports about it. A lot of people complaining about this. And the most common thing, there were, there were two things, which is power supply and main board. Most commonly, it was the main board. It seemed like nine out of ten times. You can't get them anymore. Um, but a lot of people said reflowing the solder on the board would bring their TV back to life. Um, and without going into all the specifics of it, there's a really easy way to do it, which is basically you take the main board out of the TV, you put it in your oven for ten minutes uh, at 350 degrees, then you just let it cool slowly for an hour still in the oven like turn it off just let it slowly come back down (laughs) and then you throw it back in and i did this i took apart the tv took the main board out uh pulled the heat sink off uh cleaned off all the paste pulled all the 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 thermal pads and stuff off of it i baked it in the oven for 10 minutes at 350 let it slowly come back down to temperature i had some extra thermal paste up here re-put on thermal paste put on the heat sink put on all the pads Put it back together, got almost ready to plug it in, dropped a screw inside the a hole in the back of the TV, had to retake the back off the TV again, get that screw, <laughs> put it back together again, plugged it up, works fine. And my TV is now up in the loft. Now, my wife's immediate response is, we should go return the new TV. Absolutely not. It's in the house. We're done. I don't know how long this is going to last. I don't know if I'm going to get a, a week out of this, if I'm going to get a year out of this. I have no idea. Plus, but you already drove. That sounds like completely nuts that that worked, like, by you, the way. Like, it sounds like drove. you just followed, like, a witch's recipe to fix your TV. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Plus, Patrick, you you drove two times your yearly allotment to go get that TV. <laughs> yes. I never leave my house. I went so far to he get had that to put, He had to put upwards of a quarter of a tank of gas in his car to go get this tv yeah. mckenzie well, you're gonna add that to the price <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's it so um you can do it with a heat gun as long as you know the right amount of heat to apply but if you apply too much heat 
then all the solder melts and all the components fall off of the board. <laughs> so like you have to melt it and reflow it, but not enough that I guess like everything detaches. So I don't know. It maybe it's just we were somewhere in the window. It worked. I'm happy that it worked. If you have one of those TVs, if you have a Vizio that's pink screening or re rebooting, Google the articles. It worked for me. I will say my house did smell like I don't know raw earth metals for a bit. It's possible that I've taken years off of my life, but I my TV's fixed. But you, <laughs> but you how have that would a smell. You have a certain satisfaction of knowing that you MacGyvered your TV feels good back into feels good. existence. It, almost enough to watch the TV, but I do also have the new one. So I'm still watching the new one, but there's yeah, a part the of me that's like... The, the old one's trash now. It's essentially like a, it's essentially a tube TV that's got seven colors <laughs> left on it. <laughs> I mean, it's worse. Uh, like, I I liked my TV until I got the new until one. Until you got the new one. And now you watch them back to back. And So I remember when HD was first a thing, and I had a TV that did like 720. And I remember thinking like... Like, why am I going to spend the money for an HD TV? My TV looks fine. How can it get any better than this? Yeah, this is, <laughs> plus, I'm sitting a few feet back. I can't tell. Yeah. And then I got an HD TV and was like, were my eyes messed up this whole time? You Should were I watching just, it through your iPhone like camera anyway, so it doesn't, it doesn't matter what <laughs> resolution it is. So I've now gone through that same process again. This TV oh. looks great. Yeah. If you watch a 720 TV through your new i 4K iPhone, does it does it upscale it? It upscales it to 4K. Absolutely. Then save the money and just get a and just get one of those like uh, branch arms that holds your phone like while you're in bed, and then you're all set. (laughs) Yeah, you could just watch whatever you want on your phone. Is what I was just about to say. Like I've just realized you could shorten this this. uh, process (laughs) i will say mckenzie we were watching uh, i think just we were watching pitch perfect and uh we were about aka halfway through it and mckenzie (laughs) turned around and like looked in the house and was like after staring at this tv everything in our house looks so dull like the rest of the world looks so dull after looking at the tv yeah i do uh, feel like that sometimes after i've played vr for a really long time where it's like what's real (laughs) that's you okay tv's fixed I'm so excited. It sounds to, magic. <laughs> Mackenzie texted. We we got back on shore essentially yesterday. And uh, once Mackenzie found out that we were back on shore, the, one of the very first texts we got from anybody was, Patrick is currently baking. <laughs> our, <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Our TV. <laughs> oh, that's pretty fantastic. Okay. Well, if that's it for the Around the Table, then let's head on over to our probably pretty packed Master Categories. Every week we talk about the dice we rolled the week before. Those dice give us our categories. We pick our topics based on those categories. Patrick, you've been talking about this thing all day, and I have no idea what it is. So please, without any further ado, explain to us what the heck Pal World is. Okay, Pal World. That's P-A-L World, one word. Uh, this is an action-adventure survival game developed by Pocket Pair. I did not know this was a thing. So the, the way this all worked is that I got a message from Will on, I don't know, with Thursday of last week maybe, who said, hey, this game is coming out. Uh, it's ma- It's like kind of a meme game, but there's going to be a lot of people playing it. We should try it out. 
And uh, so we decided, it came out on Friday, we decided to jump on uh, Sunday. We streamed a couple hours. If you're subscribed on Twitch, you can uh, jump in, you can watch that stream. We will have some YouTube content coming out um, in the near future about this game. But uh, again, this is it was kind of meant to be funny. It, and the way people were talking about it was... Pokemon with guns. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so, I looked at just the picture and I'm like, it looks a lot like Pokemon. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, and that's the thing. It does look a lot like Pokemon, but this, it's not a Pokemon game. There's no licensing there. And in fact, it's it's kind of a amalgamation of, of uh, several different games. Uh, now, by the time Sunday had rolled around, this had already sold 4 million units. Okay. this That's huge. All right. Uh, as of today, it's already crossed 5 million units. This thing just keeps selling. It's like the number one streamed game on Twitch, uh, considering concurrent users right now. Uh, it, it's selling crazy numbers. Uh, it's available on Steam and it's available on Games Pass, uh, Game Pass. And uh, it is a survival game in that you're dropped into a wilderness you're dropped in with just uh, the clothes on your back and you have to build a camp. You capture these uh, Pokemon-esque, we've been calling them Pokemon uh, because that's uh, we feel like that's uh, distinct enough from a legal standpoint. So you That's catch, about how different they look from Pokemon, yeah, to be honest. <laughs> you catch Pokemon and you use those to um, help you build up your area and survive. Now, here's the thing where it, or, or, or kind of more interesting, you can opt to, the Pokemon you catch, kind of enslave them and use them to do these tasks for you, but it's like a very, like you can have an overlord that's like watching them and punishes them if they don't work hard enough to like mine ore for you and stuff. And not just capturing Pokemon, but you can also capture any body that you see so if you run into like a, a human npc you can capture human characters and also force them to work for you so it's maybe wow. a, okay can you even do that to other players or Not only to other NPCs? players okay uh but there is a raiding aspect to it as well so if you're playing on a server with other people other people can raid you destroy your stuff steal it etc it's um, different so than enslaving you for the rest it, of your gameplay yeah, <laughs> yeah like getting so, like your shit stolen is very different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now that said, having now played, I, I think I've maybe played it for four hours now. This is supposed to be a meme game, and it is incredibly enjoyable to play. I've had, I, I've, I've enjoyed it so much. Yeah, I, I don't understand what you mean by a meme game. Like a game you're playing just for the memes. Like it's just supposed to just be. P- people are going, haha, Pokemon with guns. That's ridiculous. Like you know, it's it's almost like crass or rude or it's over the top. So the idea is people are playing it because it's a ridiculous premise, and then the people that are playing it are deeply enjoying actually playing the game because it ends up having all these components of games that they love and it ends up being kind of a a pokemon game they wish they had because it, elements of the game are are much deeper than you find in in other games is it, so it's it's a lot like when teenagers watch bluey because it's funny and ironic <laughs> but then they continue to watch it because it's actually they actually love it right like it's like that this also though 
does seem like if like I played Pokemon a lot when I was a kid and like now it just seems like the exact same game just playing over and over again. So this seems like a kind of a, like a fun way to update playing Pokemon. Yeah, unintended an evolution yeah. of the game. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Now, the deal is it's not just Pokemon that it's stealing from. Uh, when you enter a new world or get to a, um, a dungeon, which uh, it, it shows the text and plays the sound as though you just found a shrine in Breath of the Wild. <laughs> it's not exactly the sound, but like it's basically the sound. Dee Even dee the, dee. It'll show a loading screen. It'll show the logo in the bottom right corner and it just looks very Breath of the Wild. So it has elements of Ark and of Rust and of Breath of the Wild and of, I'm sure, different Pokemon games or literally just Pokemon. I mean, it's uh, they straight up look like... Like they took a Pokemon, like an Eevee evolution, and then changed one thing on yes. it. Yes, and then they li- it. it looks like they literally like legally changed it just enough to be yes. okay. Like each one of these does look they're like Pokemon. Six, they're six like- percent off. They're six percent off. <laughs> but having played it, it looks like fun. Genuinely enjoyable. Now this game is in is still like a a kind of a pre release state. Uh, so you will run into bugs. Co- combat is going to get stuck. NPCs aren't going to move the way you think they should. Or or your your poka people, your pokemans, are going to end up like their pathing is going to get messed up and you're going to have to redeploy them. And there's, there's several uh, bugs in the game that can harm you. There's also several bugs in the game that you can really take advantage of right now. Um, all of that said... In a in a time frame where it seems like every AAA title that comes out needed another two years of development, like in a timeline where we prepay for stuff, we get it, and it's so broken that we end up getting refunds a la Cyberpunk, mm-hmm. this game actually feels so much farther along than I think anyone anticipated as well. It feels surprisingly polished. And it's such a delightful surprise. Now, you don't have to enslave your pals, okay? You you can just pet them and feed them and treat them well and do that. You can also choose to speed up game progression by basically enslaving your pals. So you do have some maybe moral choices to make in the game. And we know that that moral dilemma for you breaks down at $300. So that's <laughs> I know. I feel like you and I would though would like play this game very differently because like I would be like, look at my little animal friends <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. Like I would never uh, need to fight. <laughs> you can take the meat of an animal, cook it, and then feed it to it uh, another animal of the same breed. You can cannibalize them. <laughs> yeah. I do really feel like as someone who played Pokemon though, this would be extra funny and yeah. like, you know, like it adds a lot to the joke. There is one, uh, I'm, tra- I'm blanking on his name, but there's one Pokemon that, oh, not Pokemon, Pal, I'm sorry, who I'm pretty sure his name is <laughs> Depresso and uh, mm-hmm. you can just put him to work and he just has this like blank stare on his face while he's like mining ore. Does it have our face on it? <laughs> is it just like an avatar? Of- <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. We are the Pokemon. And yeah. I hope that everybody that plays the game understands that, that this game, in the real world, we are the Pokemon. So that's Power World. Okay, so it's available on, uh, like I said, Xbox, Game Pass, uh, and then also Steam. The, the Game Pass Xbox side, because that has to go through a Microsoft certification, new... Um, releases tend to be slower than they are on steam so the steam version is actually on 1.2 right now and the xbox game pass version is on 1.0 so there are some changes in the steam version you don't see yet eventually those versions will catch up 
Uh, but again, if you want to kind of be on the latest build of the game always, you're going to want to purchase the Steam version. Although if you're like me and you only already have Game Pass and you're already spending 10 bucks a month, then you might as well just stick stick with that. Uh, you can create private servers. Uh, I'm playing on a private server right now. Uh, if there's interest in the community, then we could spin up a private server for the community. Okay. Well, I'm excited to see it. I'm sure Cooper's going to tell me all about it this weekend. Um, and He I'm would sure. love it. It's, yeah. He legitimately nice. would love it. Okay, Patrick, who are you tossing it to? Okay, so buckle up, everybody. I am talking about Disney Cruise Line, and uh, I've got firsthand experience now, uh, being that I just got back yesterday from our honeymoon where we took a five-day cruise out of Galveston, Texas, to Progreso, Mexico, um, ported there for a day, and then um, headed on back to, to Galveston. So... There are probably a thousand things I could tell you about Disney Cruise Line, and I have very little bad to say about it. This was an absolutely wonderful experience. I have for years, like I've always said, like if I did a cruise, I want to do a Disney cruise. Like I knew that I wanted to do that. I wasn't super into the idea of cruising just for like, I just didn't want to be stuck on a boat for several days and not have a way to get off. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, I was, wasn't ever super into the idea. However, this was the best service experience I've ever had in any scenario ever. Hands down. Um, really? Yes. So everything from your, from, from being welcomed onto the ship, they read out your name into the microphone and like the cast and crew who are there, like there, you walk into the atrium and they have everybody lined up and they cheer for you with their Mickey gloves on and all of their like, um, you know, their nautical gear. Uh, as you walk into the atrium, everyone kind of goes crazy. From that moment forward, you feel like, yeah, there are 2000 other people on the ship, but you feel like everybody is there to help you have the best experience possible. Um, so when you get to your stateroom, uh, it's, it's, so we had a, we had a veranda stateroom, which it has like a balcony, right? So there's like a full sliding door and then a balcony. So you could see, um, out into the, uh, out into the Gulf, uh, or wherever you're going, but out into the water whenever you wanted to in your room. Um, and every night you'd get back, they would turn down your, they would turn down your bed and they would do different characters out of the towels and they would put chocolates on your bed and they would do all these things that you would expect from like a, you know, like a five-star hotel or whatever. They do that every night for you, different characters every night. Um, because we were on our honeymoon, one of the nights they did two swans with like, like real rose petals scattered all over the bed. Um, so like they went all out to make that feel, um, special and make you feel like you're having a, you know, a, a moment just for you. The food, like I know people talk about cruising and like how you just eat nonstop. That's <laughs> 100% true. You can eat whenever you want to eat. There's food available. But what they don't tell you is that some of these restaurants, so every night you have a you have a dining package that every night you you move from one um one themed restaurant to another themed restaurant. Oh, that's cool. Your servers and your staff and the entire restaurant staff moves with you. So you have the same serving staff. They get to know your name. They get to know what drinks you want. And so by the time you're on like night three, they're just bringing you the stuff when you get there. They know what you want to have and they're bringing you the things that you want. Um, Those restaurants are like next level food quality. They're not just like pizza and ice cream and burgers that you can get on the deck whenever you want. It's like 
it's like real, um, I would say maybe three or four star restaurant quality food. And then the, the places are themed. So they have shows that happen while you're eating and different things where the, where the restaurant does different things. That's all well and good. And you can choose whatever you want. You can have what we realized by night two is that, oh, we can just order one of every dessert and try all of the desserts. Like, it's not just like, okay, pick one entree, pick one appetizer, pick one. Like, you could tell them whatever you want and they would just bring you whatever you wanted off the menu. Fantastic. But then there's this restaurant that you hear about if you are fan, if you're friends with anybody who's done Disney cruises for any amount of time. And it's this restaurant we heard about over and over again, and it's called Palo, P-A-L-O. It's an Italian restaurant, and it's the only restaurant that actually exists on all five of the Disney cruise fleet um, because of how special it is. We rode the Disney Magic, which was their first ship. It's also the smallest ship because it was it's 25 years old, their first ship, and um, so this was the very first Palo. Palo is a restaurant run by a Michelin-starred chef. And the quality of this food is otherworldly. I could spend 30 mm. minutes telling you about this food, but I'm going to just break it down into a couple things. Without joking and without, without being sarcastic at this point, I ate the lasagna and I literally cried. <laughs> like, <laughs> you had that ratatouille thing where you're like, the, you just like zoom into a memory. <laughs> I'm telling you, it, it was this moment where... Um, People had told us, try the lasagna. It's life-changing. Okay, so like, and that's a pretty hefty, and I thought like, okay, that's a really heavy thing to say about lasagna, about food, any sort of food that it would be life-changing. And in the moment, like it just hit all these things where it it was obviously wonderfully tasting. The, the, the scenery was beautiful. The company was beautiful. The moment was beautiful. Like everything just clicked at this one moment. And it was just like, this is the best meal I've ever had. Have you um, told Eddie awesome. this yet? Have I told? Uh, yeah, we told him today at lunch, actually. Um, and because he, he is the only other person that has told me that he ate something that made him cry. Yeah, he didn't make fun of me at all when I told him this. Everyone he else gets did. it. He yeah, was telling me about a taco that he had that made him cry, and like we had that conversation the week of your wedding. Yeah, it's 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 wild. And so to try to describe the lasagna, it was the best word to say is it's creamy, and lasagna is not mm. typically creamy. But everything from the sauce to the noodles to the everything was just so, like, um, perfect is the best way to describe it. It was yeah. so fantastic. We ate there a second time, so we got brunch there. And their brunch thing is you pay $50, and you can have whatever you want, as much of it as you want on this menu. And then uh, we also had dinner. So everyone raves about the brunch, and that is kind of what they're famous for. The lasagna is during their brunch time. Um, and then we oh, went back for, we went back for, um, lasagna is a dinner food. I know, but it's, every, so yeah. it goes, their brunch has everything from breakfast food all the way through desserts, mm. like breakfast, lunch, dinner, and dessert. You can get, yeah, we used to have thing. a place like that here that, that had like literally everything you could ever imagine in a buffet. Now don't, now don't picture, I don't want to give the impression that it's like a, like a, uh, golden corral or it's like a, um, a cheesecake factory where the the menu is massive. It's it's a one sided sheet like menu. It's very specific items that are on there, but it's like lunch items, breakfast items, and dinner items, and dessert items. So like, just kind of keep in mind, it's not like a, an exhaustive list. You get kind of mm-hmm. three options, and one of those just happens to be lasagna, and it also happens to be phenomenal. 
We went back for dinner, totally different menu. Um, and I got, I think the best pizza I've ever had in my life. It was like this prosciutto, um, with, uh, better than the pizza at your wedding. Yeah, it was (laughs) like if the pizza at the wedding was like a, or if if I'm saying this is like a 10 pizza, Mm -hmm. then the pizza at the wedding was probably like a nine. Um, so just like like a step back. It was really good. That's why I was like, yes, it was fantastic. But this was, this was just better. Um, and it had, uh, like a ball of fresh mozzarella that was cut into the eight slices. And so as you cut your, as you pulled your piece away, you could take your knife and just kind of smooth it back. And you've just got fresh, cool mozzarella on top of this really hot pizza with fresh prosciutto on it. Um, sounds so I, good. I don't honestly, I don't know how to, <laughs> so we asked the guy, we were like, I don't know how you are able to make this amount of, or this quality of food for this price. Cause the price was very low. Um, and I could go into more detail on that. Um, but again, I would be end up, I would end up talking about Palo for an hour. Um, and we just couldn't figure out how, 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 if anybody could make this, um, this food, this quality of food for this price, why don't more people do it? That was the question that I was trying to answer for myself. And he said, Palo is not designed to make a profit. Palo is designed to give you happiness and bring you the best quality that you could possibly get. They lose money every single plate they put out. It costs them $90 for two chickens, <laughs> like for two wow. whole chickens. And they do that. Um, they're able to do that because they're subsidized by being on the back of this massive this system cruise, of like, yeah. you know, Disney Cruise Line. Regular restaurants couldn't do that, right? They can't, they can't support that. But they literally lose money every plate they put out because they're more concerned with the food being the best thing to give you the best experience than they are about making money for that restaurant. Um, it was phenomenal. They put us in uh, both times. They put us in a special booth that was um, made out of gondola, like a, an actual Italian gondola, like reclaimed wood. Um, oh, wow. Because it was uh, for our honeymoon and they did all this special stuff for us for it being our honeymoon. Absolutely incredible. Um, the theming. At this, at the, on the, uh, in the cruise is so fun. It's like quintessentially Disney, but there's like an elegance that's brought to it. They have shows every night, like Broadway, Broadway style and Broadway, um, quality shows every night, different stage shows every night that you can, that you can watch. They have trivia every other hour on the cruise. Did you win? Uh, it turns out we don't know about as much about Disney as we thought we did because we lost every single time we did trivia. I would imagine though, this is like the hardest version of this trivia because it's like Disney people on a Disney cruise doing Disney trivia, you know, like that's going to be a tough. Some of these people have been on 20 Disney cruises. Like it's, like it's, it's next level, um, like, uh, trivia stuff. Um, but Mm -hmm. I'm going to show you a couple of the things that, that we, that we had, um, and I'm leaving so much out, but, but it's just because I don't have enough time to show everything. So one of the days that they have, and they, they have this at every cruise, every, every cruise has different shows, different restaurants, different theming. Everything is different for all the different cruise lines. But one thing that's true across the entire fleet is they have a pirate night and they call it, um, for the ones that go to the Caribbean, they call it pirates in the Caribbean. And so they give you this, um, like this bandana, the pirates in the Caribbean. Um, and everybody is supposed to dress up like pirates. Every, I was going to say, do people uh, dress up or not? Oh, (laughs) did you bring bring pirate attire? Yes. Yeah. So we, we dressed up like pirates. 
Um, not to the extent that some people did. Some people went Need full pictures. Jack Sparrow. Um, yeah. But different characters come out for Pirate Night, um, and you're able to take photos. The character presence on the ship is incredible. Like, you're, uh, you get time with them. It's You actually can run into them in the hallway while they're walking down, while they're moving around. They're doing stuff like you actually... Uh, it's what you would have expected Disney to have been 15, 20 years ago, where you had much more character interaction as opposed to very like defined scheduled thing. You can literally just run into Goofy or Belle while you're just walking down a hall and they'll stop and take pictures with you. They'll walk around with you. They'll, they'll do stuff like that. So it's, it's so, so much fun. But on pirate night, all the characters have been turned into pirates. Um, so all their suits are different. <laughs> everything is different. There's a whole big show. And that's when they shoot the fireworks off from the boat in the middle of the ocean. That's shooting cool. fireworks off. There's a full Disney fireworks show um, and dance party and all these different things. Okay. Um, I'm going to show you a couple of the items that I got and then I, I'll, I'll move on. So they have special magic bands that you can only get on the, um, on the cruise. And that's these two right here. I don't know if you can see them. There we go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And we got ours. They're engraved on the back that say Mr. and Mrs. Um, oh, and they Why? light up and they, they're the key to your room. They're how you can scan to get food. They're how you can scan to get anything on the ship, your merchandise and everything. You can just scan these um, and it's tied to your account and it's super easy. They had like this, um, they had some crafts uh, one of the days where you could just sit and make crafts. They had these little koozies. So I drew uh, mm-hmm. a little Minnie Mouse, Captain Minnie oh, Mouse um, on this koozie. Um, nice they, job. They thanks. Um, they had this is a cruise line um, exclusive little statue of Mickey and Minnie um, that we got. Obviously, it's it's Minnie kissing Mickey, and he's in his sailor's That's outfit. Aggressive, aggressively kissing. Yeah, she's like eating his eating cheek. his cheek, <laughs> but he doesn't seem to mind it, does he? And we didn't so tell our audience really which one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then. There are some uh, cruise-specific um, pins and merchandise. So, like, here is a, a magnet, an, a, an enamel magnet that says the Disney magic. Um, oh, except for me? It's oh, got this cool. royal blue. No, Patrick, you're going to get your own when we go in a couple months. Um, <laughs> so, it's got this, like, uh, no gifts for you. royal blue, um, and it's got their logo on it. And then this pin, which is phenomenal, uh, it's Mickey Mouse as the as Fantasia Mickey, a sorcerer Mickey. That's really cool. And it pretty. says Disney Magic on the on the bottom. It's like this crest and it's blue and it's if it's you really, swallowed really that pin, you could go to the doctor and say, I've got the magic in me. Yes. Do <laughs> you saying this wow. because you watched Fish Perfect? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that song stuck in your head. Magic. Um there's Every more stuff. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave it at that. We did get off the boat at at, at uh, in Progresso, and we drove about an hour to uh, Merida, which is um, a a city like the capital city uh, in Yucatan. Um, and we saw the oldest cathedral in the in this oh, nice. part of the world, um, and saw some beautiful sights and saw some beautiful Mayan like carvings and things. It was so fun. Again, like I'd have to keep going for for hours to tell you everything about it, but one hundred percent, one hundred percent will will do another Disney cruise line. I get it. I understand it. Um, we have already purchased. Like you could do placeholders. Um, you could pay oh. $250 to pay a deposit essentially. And, uh, that will secure you a reservation any for any sailing in between now and two years from now, you just have to call and book it, but that will secure you a reservation for that. Um, and then when wow. you do that, you'll get 10% off, um, that sale. I already found the one I want to do. Okay. Where are you going? 
13-day across the Atlantic from Florida to Spain. That sounds you wonderful. You guys have Does fun. It, it doesn't come back either, right? You fly, it's it doesn't a come back. It's, one, fly. it's every May. You have yeah. to do it in May. It This year it leaves on my birthday. But it's first week of May. That's that would the one I want to do. Definitely give you enough time to relax, for sure. Because I would say yes. this. I would not do a cruise less than five days. Five days was just like just oh, the good. scratching. We we there was so much still that we could do that we missed out on because we had to choose. There was so much programming, so much entertainment, um, so many different, you know, very, very things. I know to you do. said this before, but how many days was your cruise? It was five. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So you saw that Mickey was the captain of your ship. When you went to the yes. atrium, the Mickey statue was there. Yes. Have you seen that they have different characters that are the captains of the other ships? Yep. That's so, so the ship cute. that I've looked at, I believe Goofy is the captain. But the point is every which single one is ship. That? Do, you, do you remember which ship it was? I don't remember which one, but I remember that uh, Mackenzie and I were watching several cruise videos. And I remember we watched one with your ship first and mm-hmm. saw the Mickey statue. Yes. And I think the next one was the it's one that's the, the 13th Mickey. day was the, the Goofy does- one. Does the ship's name correspond with the captain? Like, is it something related, you know? No. So this one's the Disney. I I guess magic does. But the new one, the newest one is the Wish. Uh, They have a new one coming out at the end of this year, beginning of next year called the Treasure. Um, But the the Wish is Captain Minnie. So she's like the full captain for that. Mm -hmm. So I I don't think uh, they're tied to the name. Just curious because you could do that, I guess. But yeah, not necessarily. I think the transatlantic one is the Dream. Okay, but I would have to go pull it back up. Um, so good. Like, so we obviously. Oh, and the best part about the the whole placeholder, if you for whatever reason decide you can't do the trip, fully refundable. So there is no reason oh, to not nice. yeah. put it's down like a deposit. Cyber truck. Seriously, like, there's no there's no <laughs> downside to it. Uh, and so we did uh, we did buy a placeholder for us and for Patrick and Mackenzie. So we are gonna rope them into coming with us on a on a Disney cruise sometime in the next year. Um, and, uh, anyway, so much fun. I, if you have the opportunity to do it, it helped that we were only four hours away from a port. Um, if we had to fly to a port that would maybe make things a little bit more complicated or, or whatever, but totally worth it. Such a fun experience, such a fun experience. Anyway, there's a lot more to be said. If you have questions and you've never done one or you're considering one, let me know. I'm obviously by no means the expert, but I have learned a lot in this last week. And it's enough for me to say I'm officially a cruise person. So, um, Laura, and we're officially part of the Castaway Club is what they call it at Disney now. Once you become a, a, uh, Ah, yeah, cute. um, They have pins for that. (laughs) They do. All right, Lauren, uh, my turn. Close us out. All right, cool. Um, so I have a new, I got books and I got future. So this is a comic book that I have not read yet, but my friend just gave it to me and I'm super, super excited to check it out. Um, so it's called Die, like the plural of dice um, is kind of the idea of this. And it's sort of the the basic premise of this is, um, it's basically uh, Andrew disappeared. I hope he's okay. Yeah, he's <laughs> but, fine. Um, he's fine. Yeah, so the basic premise of this book is basically um, there's like a group of kids who are teenagers. They're playing a book of a book, playing a game of Dungeons and Dragons, and they kind of get like Jumanji'd into the game that they're playing. Um, and they they end up like living their like whole lives there. Like they live as adult, like until they become adults in yeah. this fantasy world, and then all of a sudden are sucked back into their lives in the real world. 
as teenagers again, even though they've lived these like years, years in this like fantasy world. And so they're like back in the real world, but they had to leave one of their friends behind. Um, and so it's been several years since they came back. They're adults again. And then of course they get pulled back in. So that's kind of where the story takes off is like that after they're adults and they go back um, to the fantasy world that they were in before. Did Can they hold want the to cover? get pulled out? I don't know yet. I haven't gotten to that part. Like I just okay. started reading this um, like, and I've only read the first few pages, um, but it's really cool so far. Um, I think the, the idea is really neat. And like the, the RPG system that they made is a little bit different and they've actually like published a game that you can play based on this because like not only are the like kind of classes and races and stuff like you would have in D and D they're a little bit more, um, it seems different. They have some kind of sci-fi elements in it. Um, even more than like an artificer, like there's straight up like people who can like, um, like make machines, like, um, kind of things. And, um, it's a lot more, it seems significantly like a little more like sci-fi influence, but it's also like each character in the party only has one dice. And so like, um, they play like one player is a D four, one is a D 10, one is a D 20, but because of this, they have like different abilities and it seems really cool. Like, um, I, I don't totally understand like how all of it works yet. Cause like I said, I haven't read this yet and I don't want to get spoiled. Um, but yeah. it's, it's a really cool premise. It sounds really awesome. Um, what I've read so far looks really cool. They do a lot of like, um, the artwork is like, all the covers are kind of um, the can like, you hold geometric. it up? And we'll go. Yeah, we'll go sorry. Full screen with you it's so we can the, see. It. This is like the geometric shape of like a D twenty, like laid out. Um, yeah. Like so, I all see. of the chapters have these like um, ge- like the kind of geometric drawings of dice. If you like made them out of paper and you folded That's them up, awesome. And then the covers all use like those shapes. And I think for the character that has the that dice is kind of the idea. Is what what I'm getting so far, but I haven't. I just kind of flipped through the cover pictures in the back and was getting the idea for that. Um, That's incredible. But the the artwork is really nice. Um, it's by an artist named Stephanie Haas. Um, I'm not personally like super familiar with her work, but she's worked for Marvel, DC, Image, um, all the big guys. And it's a cool style. It's like very, um, it looks like very painterly, but um, obviously is done digitally, like lots of dark shadows and reds and stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm super excited for this. I think it's like totally up my alley. So I think it'll be fun to read. Um, and then um, the the writer is Kieran Gillen, who I know from The Wicked and the Divine, which is kind of a series that's like American Gods, where it's like modern versions of different like mythological um, gods and goddesses in the modern world. Um, I didn't end up finishing reading that, but he also wrote Dr. Afra, which is like a really renowned um, Star Wars spinoff that will probably get adapted into a TV show before too long and some of the Darth Vader comics and stuff. But um, pretty like I, I knew this person when I heard the name, so I was excited about that as well. So um, this is definitely, I think, going to be cool to check out. There's only This finished in 2021, so um, there's like the full series is out. It's going to be four like volumes if you get the um, book like this like the you know like the trades um so, compendium yeah like or you know like the the you know like when you buy a graphic novel like if you get the like trades yeah but i'm like asking four if they have a it. compendium where it has all oh, of them in one. um i don't know my friend sent this one to me so like i just okay. have the first one but i haven't looked i they i would imagine that they do it seemed like a pretty well-known book like it won um 
best fantasy novel a couple times while it was still coming mm-hmm. out and some Hugo award nominations and stuff. So um, I think this looks really cool and like a lot of fun. It's like uh, kind of combines a lot of things that I like. And I think this will be cool to check out. I, I also like the idea. It's kind of like it where like you have had, you've lived with these characters as children and as an adult. And so you kind of see how like their adventures have changed them and how that affects them. So I think that'll be kind of neat to read through. Yeah. Just your description sound. It did remind me of it. It also mm-hmm. reminded me of, Obviously, a little bit of Stranger Things, and then also yeah. a little bit of Paper Girls. Yes, um, yes. <laughs> it also reminds me of Paper Girls. So that fe- it feels like, and I love all of those things. So it seems like, yeah, I seems like I would maybe enjoy that. Yeah, I'm. I'm really excited. I've only read the first couple pages, and I was like, I'm hooked, but I have to stop so I can go start painting <laughs> so that I can watch the traders. The yeah, traders. Um, <laughs> I was too tired yesterday to even do anything, so, so I started that. So speaking of painting, you are moving. To a new place. So your uh-huh. your scene's going to look a little bit different. Is that going to be next week or is it going to be the week after? I'll be in the new house next week. So okay, you'll see. Great. But it will not be set up nicely, I'm sure, because I'm moving on Friday. So, so it'll look like my house right now, currently. Yeah, <laughs> is, probably, hopefully less dark. <laughs> uh, it might look you, a lot like it does right now where I just have like my printer and bare shelves. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's weird that you took bears and made them into shelves uh, for all of our listeners. She's just got these taxidermy bears that are, actually that would be yeah. rad. If you actually, could, yeah, I think this would be like if you, you could just turn a bunch taxidermy of bears. <laughs> bears into shelves, that would be actually Do you phenomenal. imagine that the bear is solidified and then you literally carve out the sh- the shelf area so the I'm shelf's picturing him bigger holding, and then smaller i'm picturing him holding the shelf that's what i'm picturing like one I, sh- you think kill an entire bear to hold hey, a single the bear shelf. died of natural causes in, of old age and we called him old haskell and he's gonna hold up all of our trinkets <laughs> and goodies <laughs> This is the, it's, it's like the little, the, yes, yes. it's like the Butler statues. I almost said the other one, but then I don't even know if it's appropriate. Remember the Indian statues that hold cigars? Are those inappropriate? They don't hold cigars. They're just at cigar (laughs) shops. I think they were probably like an ad, like like, something that they were sent because they're at every cigar shop though. The the Indians just hold anything. They don't hold anything. No, they hold traditions. Yeah. Remember the chef statues that hold like a bottle of wine like this? It's like that. I just assumed it was that with cigars. It's not. No, these. No, it's not that. But they're. And if, but you, they are and if at anyone ever shops. offers, if anyone I've ever seen offers this to at sell every you, cigar shop I've basically yes. been in, that's why I'm like, it must be a cigar brand's like thing to send these Native American statues. <laughs> I don't know that it's a cigar brand, but I do know it is a tradition for cigar shops. But if anyone ever tries to sell you a an Indian statue, a Native American statue. Holding a cigar like Groucho Marx, please don't purchase that. <laughs> that feels on some level offensive, and I just wouldn't even want to dip my toes in, in that hole. See, they um, hold cigars. Patrick. Oh. <laughs> are you on Etsy right now? Like this, like, <laughs> just saying. Did someone some carve of them out are a holding nat- cigars. Did someone carve out a Native American stomach to make a cigar? Like, are they a humidifier now? Like... <laughs> I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying it exists. That's all I'm saying. And I'm saying it existed in my childhood. I do want to self-correct. Humidor, not humidifier. Although a humidor does humidify things. I just want to make sure people know I'm not an idiot. I know what cigar (laughs) humidors are. And they're not built out of the stomach of a Native American man. So I think that's important for us to also note that's not. That How did we get right. on that? 
<laughs> well, that's what I said. I said, because okay. I was taking his bear comment about it now. carving the, it. The, the bear out to make the shelves. So anyway, next week you're going to be in a different house. <laughs> <laughs> Go buy all these and With let them be your friends. Maybe 100% more just bears so can, than I have now. <laughs> just, you, can, you can tell people I'm friends with a butler and an Indian and a mm-hmm. chef. And these I can used be to have a bearskin rug. <laughs> oh, you named it, didn't you? You did. Of course I did. I named all the taxidermy I had. What, what was What'd his you name? name it? It's a lady bear and her name was Ophelia. Oh, Feel. Okay. <laughs> I feel. That's the song I like. <laughs> I don't know where we landed. Someplace we landed someplace different than where we, we started. We, we were good. just having. We are good. All right, everybody. Is that you it? You can Lauren? say Indian, right? You can yeah. say Indian. Can you? Yeah, he said. He said unconfidently. <laughs> I think. I think it's Native American. I think it's that's Native what I, American. That's what I think is most politically correct. B- and yeah, I can both be saying while it's being recorded on video. You can say that. Wait, wait, hang on. You can Gosh, say the word get more zero star reviews. You can say the word Indian because there are Indians. But what oh, we're I can ref- say a lot of things. That's, what that's we're should I say the word Indian? What we're referring to though are Native Americans. That's the that's the difference because there are, there are Indians people from India. Wait, wait, are hold Indians. on. I do not believe native is any longer okay. So just so Americans. I don't know so if a, that's true. So we just say of an American outside of a cigar shop. Oh, oh indigenous. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that's okay. that maybe is the most politically indigenous correct. Peoples. I do agree. I thought I okay. said uh, ingenious. Okay, indigenous <laughs> people. Indigenous people. Here's the thing, everybody. Everyone, just calm down before you start. Before you start mashing that unlike button and that unfollow button, we're learning. We're trying to be yeah, we, better people. This is, you ask this is, questions this to This is learn. how we get there. Give me more stuff I should ask about. <laughs> I'll type it in here because I don't <laughs> want to even say it. <laughs> um, okay. So on that note, I think we should roll some dice so that we know what we're talking about in Let's Lauren's new house. Yeah. Eleven. Um, an 11 is going to be art. Sweet. And I got a, a, an unlucky 13. All right. That is, oh, that's also art. We both have art. There's, there's some categories yeah. that we doubled up. So I love are it. we going to know? Okay. Great. Okay. Next week's going to be an I art episode. have six. So it's going to be toys. I have no nice. idea what that will be. Perfect. Okay, everybody. Uh, I think we made it to the end. There was a lot of stuff talked about, a lot of stuff shown, a lot of stuff that we maybe shouldn't have said. But this episode was fun, <laughs> and we're we're all back together, and we're just trying to do our best, everybody. And so do your best by going and subscribing to the show. Uh, if you're watching this on Twitch already, thank you. That's this is yeah. the fun way to to take this this uh, content in. If you're not, you know, we would just urge you. To just do it already. I mean, it's it's uh, an hour and a half every week, and you might say, "Oh, I don't have that much time." Well, you're listening to this now, so <laughs> you may as well just <laughs> just allocate that time separately. Join us in the feed every once in a while. We do have a lot of fun in here, and you get to be a part of the conversation actively uh, while it's going on, and so you can contribute. Another way to do that is to contribute via our Slack channel. Conversations are happening in Slack all the time, and you can all hours of the day pop in, um, contribute to a conversation, ask a question show some things you're working on um whatever it is uh there's a channel in there for you most likely while you're at m of one dot network you can also find an archive with all sorts of episodes from the years last week i threw out a challenge for you to go if you've been listening for a while to go and find some of your favorite episodes and share them um with your people i don't know that i saw any of those 
Did you guys oh. see anybody sharing anything on social media? So it feels like no one's listening. No, I'm going to say I've been kind of out of the loop, but I didn't notice. That's anything. true. I was, and I was on a boat. <laughs> yeah, but I do feel like I, I do <laughs> feel you are on social media or MIA okay. the week we asked people to do stuff. <laughs> so let me let me rephrase this. If you did that last week, let us know. <laughs> yeah, last then week we was, will talk about last it. Last <laughs> week was a, was a, a tough week for us, um, but we will uh, we will ask you to do that again. Like, go find a couple of the episodes that that spoke to you. Maybe your first one you you tuned into. Maybe it was a guest that we had on, or maybe it was a topic we were talking about. And just go share it on social media. It'll take you thirty seconds, um, and it'll help us out a lot. It'll help share the word and uh, spread the word of what we have going on over here. Another thing that you can do to do that is subscribe on Twitch, and you can do that for free if you have uh, Amazon Prime. You get a free uh, member. Uh, on Twitch once a month, every month, throw that to us. It doesn't have to cost you money and it'll help us out a lot. So anyway, I think that's all the pitching that we're going to do right now. I trust that you're all going to take what I just said and you're going to do it immediately. And we're going to get bombarded with thousands of new listeners next week. And for that, we thank you. Um, But for now, we're going to head out of this episode. It's been a fun one. It was. And for the last time in front of Lauren's printer and, uh, a crate of goods. Peace out. <laughs> Adios. Don't forget about the bat. Bye. Bye. Bye.